Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their brand, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them. I'm your host, Al Morenton. My guest today is John Morley. John is a serial entrepreneur, engineer, marketing specialist, and talk show host. He's the host of the JMOR Tech Show and Inspirations for Your Life. And he's the president of, of his local chamber of commerce, which I love. Uh, welcome to the show, John. Thank you so much, Al. It's a privilege, a pleasure, and honor to be with you and all your wonderful guests listening and viewing today. Beautiful. The reason I say I love the chamber of commerce part is the, the little diamond-shaped uh, award thing back there. That's for, uh, Small Business of the Year for the Fullerton. Uh, I was going to ask you. I was trying to read that, and I was looking if it said small business. I wasn't sure. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, from a, in, in North Orange County, California. Yeah. Very I, nice. Congratulations. Very nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and your and your businesses? How you got involved with them? Sure. So, uh, first thing I want to tell you guys is um, when I went to school, I did not go to school for marketing and advertising. At first, uh, I kind of grew into that. I am an engineer um by degree and also by experience and um i started my first it company when i was only i'm going to say a uh junior now i charged ten dollars okay not an hour but to fix a problem and five dollars by phone now that's not per hour that's per problem so obviously you weren't going to be making a lot of money but I had a lot of people call me. They're like, hey, John, um, can we give you a check or credit card? I'm like, dude, $10. Like, it's cash. Oh, there's a Mac machine right around the corner. And so I could be there an hour. I could be there multiple hours. And then I even had professors calling me. And they're like, you know, I didn't call you. I said, what do you mean I didn't call you? Well, you know, I never called you for help. I'm like, all right. So I was in uh, one of these doctor's classes one day, and uh, he never likes to repeat himself. So one time I asked him to repeat himself, and he did. Another time I asked him, after I helped him a few times, he says, uh, Mr. Morley, he says, we are not going to be repeating ourselves here in class. Perhaps you should be paying more attention. So I just kind of bit my lip, and I said to him, you know, uh, professor, doctor, I said, I said uh, you know, there's something in this world called secrets. There's something in this world called professional confidence. It would be a shame if some of those things happen to slip and other things would get out. And he immediately shushed me. He's all right, I will repeat it for the purpose of Mr. Morley once. And please, everyone else, uh, listen, because I'm not repeating again. Well, he repeat as much as I want, because if I asked him again, he he just kept repeating. And they're like, how'd you do it? I said, I said, I don't know. I said, he just... So they didn't know that I was actually helping him. He's a computer master, and I'm helping him with his computers, his phones. So whatever I said to him, and it's funny, when I graduated, I said to him, I said, doctor, I said, why are you always so nasty to me? He says, if I didn't do that, he says, you wouldn't be so good. I remember him ruining one of my weekends for social plans. And I planned on working on my project as a senior. And he said to me, he says, uh, he says you're not going to have time to socialize this weekend. I said, you have time. He says, you won't have time. I spent that Friday night, that Saturday night, and until that Sunday going to a stop for church. And then I came back and I made a mistake. And it's a mistake I'll never make in my life again. It's understanding how to work with link lists. Now, I was writing a program to basically average people's bowling scores. Very simple. You tell it how many bowlers are there. You tell it the number of games. You tell it the score for each game. And it adds them and, and basically averages them. But he wanted us to read a file, bring it in. And that wasn't hard. But then he wanted us to bring in like a whole list and store it to a link list, which for those of you who don't know, is basically a dynamic variable. And I made the mistake that when you initialize the variable by the program, I thought it would be zero or null. Well, it wasn't. It actually had garbage in it. I didn't find this out until an hour after mass. Uh, so this is something I never trust now. Whenever I create a program, I initialize everything, whether I need to or not, because there's a bug in many of the compilers. I don't think they've ever fixed it. So that was a lesson. That was one of those life lessons, right? That you just, you're just not going to do that again. And so what happened was I got very interested, Al, in the mind. I was actually on the finance committee. And uh, I was um, asked to give out two checks. One was for 10000 The other was for another 10000 And I kind of was a little beside myself saying, 
we're giving this guy $20,000 for how long? 90 minutes? I said, what does he do? Is he a surgeon? Like, what is he getting $20,000? Oh, don't worry about it. The association's already approved it. You don't have to sign. You don't have to do anything. It's already been signed. So, all right. So I do some homework on the guy. I go out and I said to him, look, sir, I said, I've done my homework on you. I said, I know who you are. I know what you do. I said, I'm going to be very clear with you. You're not going to embarrass me, uh, my team, or anyone in this whole front row. Because if you do, you see this first check? It's going to bounce so high, you're not even going to see it leave the universe. The second check, which you can just forget about getting, because you're never getting it. And forget about ever getting invited back. And if you don't care about ever getting invited back here or the money you're going to make from our school, well, maybe you'll care when I reach out to all my friends that are on the different communities that talk to different colleges. I understand you're going to Boston next week. You're going to Harvard. You're going to Yale. Well, don't be surprised if a lot of these schools start canceling a week before your performance. He kind of like swallowed. And he goes, I hope we have a good show. He's like, I'm looking forward to it. So I sat down. The end of the show happened. And uh, he embarrassed other people. And I said, uh, you know, uh, sir, I said, this was an amazing show. I'm going to recommend that we put more money in the budget uh, for next year. I think it was amazing. Maybe have you come back twice next year. Then I decided to buy his book. At that time, it was an audio cassette. Got into the Silva Method, Neurolinguistic Programming. I started realizing that I need to learn how the body works. It's a language. That's how our body works. So programs are things that allow computers to do things. Well, our mind has a program that allows us to do things or not do things based on what we think. Every thought has become something. And that's the same thing in marketing. So you're probably wondering, had I go from IT, which I still do, by the way, uh, all the way up into marketing. Like, how did that even happen? My friend said, John, you never be a marketer, never be an advertiser. And I just didn't care. And I remember us hiring this large marketing advertiser, going to be the largest in the world, one of the most expensive. And a friend of mine who was um, had an uncle there got us a very deep discount. It was still a lot of money. And uh, I just remember they kept ripping us off. Uh, we print stuff. They don't even print it in house. They send it out. I said, this is like terrible. Um, and then I said to her, can I have another day? She said, oh, yeah, our printing deadline, she said, is actually tomorrow. I said, well, all right. So you guys told me today. Well, your deadline's today. Ours is tomorrow. If you want your deadline to be today, we have to charge you another $500 so we can send it in to them. Um, then your deadline would be, uh, you know, and then it would be the next day. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So um, I went with this for a little while and I said, I can't do this anymore. So 12, 14 years ago, I said, I want to fire these people. But I was married at the hip with them. How do you get rid of somebody that's doing everything for you? I didn't know anything. And people are telling me that you're not going to you're not going to do this. So I said, I need to stop listing to people. That's the first thing. I need to stop listing to people and actually believing that I can do something. And I just have to try. It might not be easy, but I have to learn. I have to just, you know, figure out how to do it. And so uh, Xerox. um who uh, we were already a client of. When I graduated, I bought a 230ST. It was a uh, multifunction copier, print, fax system, no color at that time, because color was close to 100 grand. Uh, so that machine, I think, was close to 40 grand or 30 grand, but that was still a lot. Um, had four trays, had fax. Well, long story short, I called them up and I said, guys, I said, because I realized what they were doing wrong, they couldn't even be a mom pop print company. So I said, how do I become a mom-pop print shop? They said, John, it's real simple. I said, what do I have to do? 150. I reached into my pocket and I gave the gentleman $150. He looks at me. He says, no, John, 150,000. You said 150. Well, we talking thousands here. Oh, well, let me go to my bank. My bank said, Yes. I said, isn't your bank supposed to prevent you from doing stupid things? Well, mine didn't. And um, then I decided to make my first, let's say, serial entrepreneur move. Because I already was – so the difference is a, a, a business owner just wants to keep the lights on, keeps everything in compliance. You know, They're not really concerned about liking something. They're just concerned about making money. An entrepreneur is more concerned about the passion, about what you're doing, being creativity, playing. Serial entrepreneur is somebody who actually takes what you're doing and fixes another business or fixes another problem. So I decided, hmm, looks like I'm going into another business, printing, maybe marketing, maybe advertising. I guess I probably should um, I should start something. Uh, so I decided my first entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur move was to tell the Xerox that I didn't get the entire amount of money. 
I was supposed to get 150. I went to Xerox and said, hey, guys, I said, I want to tell you something. I apologize to you. My credit wasn't as good as I thought. I only got 130,000. Oh, I said, yeah. So what do I owe you for the like for the steak dinner the other night and, and for breakfast? Now, I knew what I was doing. I said, what do I owe you? I said, what was it, like 100 bucks? What do I owe you for breakfast? So he said, just have a seat. You want coffee? You want donuts? They all want to give me coffee and donuts all the time. He goes off to his manager, scurrying off to him. And he runs right back to me. He's all happy. I said, why are you so happy? He says, you are in luck, sir. I said, how am I in luck? I'm 20,000 short. Well, what you don't know is that Monday we were having a special sale. And uh, this machine and anything higher in the production family, we're giving a $20,000 rebate on paper. I said, wow. He said, so uh, I guess you're ready to get going. I said, well, this is a lot. I said, I'm going to have to sleep on this because um, meanwhile, I got the whole loan. But he doesn't know that I was just using that for some other resources. So I come back on Monday. He says, you ready to sign? I said, you know, I've been thinking this over. And it's a great deal. However, I just realized I'm going to have to pay you for training. And that's like another ten or 15000 right there. I said, so, you know, as much as I want to do it, the only way I would do it, and I know you can't do it, and I don't want to ask you. I'm not trying to twist your arm. I was hoping training would be included, but I know it can't. So I guess I probably should just come back, you know, when I've saved enough money. Hang on. He goes, runs to his deep thing. He says, you know, I forgot to tell you something on Friday. What was that? I forgot to tell you that it comes with 40 hours of training included this week, next week. I was like, oh. So he said, you want to get started? I was like, well, and I'm taking my time after a few minutes and sipping my drink. And he's like, all right, I, uh, I guess we'll move forward. Two weeks later, I had my training. I went into this office in New York City, big marketing advertising company. I said, hey, guys, we had a great run. And we're done. And they didn't get it. It took me an hour to fire these people. <laughs> 20 minutes before I was leaving, the one guy, my salesperson, said to me, hey, John, he says, you know, myself, Carrie, Brenda, Joe, Morgan, uh, Tommy, Paul, Ricky, uh, Sandy have spent the entire week up nights working on a multi-billion dollar marketing campaign for you. Would you like to see it? No. No. No, maybe you didn't hear what I was saying before because you're just, you know, like not listening. You hear me, but you're not processing what I'm saying. I said, thank you. We had a great run and we're done. He says, yeah, with the project. I said, no, we are done. But what do you mean? I said, maybe I should be a little more blunt. You are fired. Your whole company is fired. They tried discounts, all kinds of nonsense. And um, they're like, John, you know, that's really below the belt. I said, no, you know, it's below the belt. Taking my father and my money for years and not giving us an ROI. That's criminal. And they were like, well, how are you possibly going to do this? I said, you know, I heard there's a new company opening up in town. Well, as long as you don't go to these people, they're horrible. Don't go to these people, they're terrible. They don't know what they're doing. I said, no, it's a small company that's opening up across the street from me. He's like, where? He's like, you don't have room. And uh, then I kind of told him who the owner was, and I kind of covered it. And then he's like, oh, bro, he's like, you're opening? I said, yeah. He's like, you don't know the first thing about marketing or advertising. I said, well, I guess I'm going to learn. He's like, oh, he's like, I admire you. He said, but you're going to fail. I said, well, thank you for the confidence. I said, everyone fails before they succeed. And I did for the first two years. And he said to me, he says, uh, he's, well, if you ever need help, you know, we can help you. And it was funny. They came back to me after we we're succeeding and saying, hey, John, uh, I want to come down and maybe have some lunch with you and maybe help you with some of your clients. Uh, you know, you could keep your name on there. We're just going to do all the work for you. Make it easier because, you know, we're used to dealing with the big, big fish. So I said to him, um, I said, I got a better idea. I said, why don't we help you? You can keep your name on the project. We'll do your work and we'll help you retain some of those people, you know, that haven't gotten ROI, the people that are going to sue you or maybe haven't left you yet, but they just haven't pulled the trigger. And you guys will actually have a profit and so will I, they. He said, well, John, I can't do that. I said, exactly. So I don't think you're in the position to take me out to lunch. When you can make those kinds of decisions, you can take me out to lunch.
and they just went away. So then I got very passionate, Al, about creating content. Um, if any of you have checked out my stuff, uh, I have always been a video producer, got more into that. Um, I produce so many different things and all this stuff is a lot of things I produce are free. We're now up to like 18 posts a day. And people ask me now on one platform, people ask me, John, how come you don't get banned? I said, well, that's kind of a secret. And they said, well, why? I said, it's real simple. I said, I don't sell. I educate. And uh, there were two times I got banned. One was on LinkedIn and I was educating. And uh, this guy that had 4 million people in the group it was a financial group, but it was useful information. And the guy just banned me. So I started posting my other groups that they would see me. People were like, why don't you post to the financial? I said, I don't post anymore. I said, I was banned. He's your band. He said, I thought your content was great. And he says, oh, yeah. He says, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the guy who runs the group, he's a, he's a trip. Uh, basically, you know, if, um, you know, you like sand and you're not playing in his sandbox, well, then you can't play with sand. So that's probably why I banned you. He has like an attitude ego issue. I said, oh, okay. And so I never got let in that group again. But other people still follow my content. There was a place on my street. There was a private Facebook group. I got blocked from that Facebook group because they're telling me that you can't post business stuff on non-business days, which is only Wednesday. So I said, but I'm not selling anything. I don't get it. I'm not selling anything. My logo is very small on the bottom, but I'm not selling anything. Motivation, they're like science. They're like, so then I see this doctor who posts stuff on non-Wednesdays. And so I throw um, a line at them. I said, so I said, uh, let me ask you a question because they, they banned me now from posting. I could still comment, but I couldn't post. Couldn't post my own thread, I should say. So I, I, made, a, uh, I made a thread to his post. I said, huh, it's interesting. So I guess if you own one or two luxury cars, it's not okay. You've got to own like 35 and you got to be a doctor and then you can post whatever day you want. Is, is that pretty much how it works? And you can just say anything you want. I said, is that how it works on this group? Because I guess that's how it is. And so um, Colby will commented, within the hour, my comment was removed, and so was everybody else's. And I was automatically unbanned from the group. <laughs> <laughs> so content for me is a passion. I became a member of the International Press Association. About We're celebrating seven years this November. And uh, I'm very happy uh, to be celebrating my seventh year. Um, I applied seven years ago. I sent them my content. And um, a week later, they said, you know, we'd like to um, make you a member of the association. We feel you've got very viable content that, um, you know, as a journalist, we think could affect other people. Paid a small fee, and now I get my press badge every year. So that meant something to me. That also meant to me, not only did my content have to be great, but it also had to be ethical at that point. I had to make sure that my content was the truth. So as you might know about me, I'm a storyteller. But I don't tell stories that people pay me to tell. I tell stories about the truth. I find the truth out. I come up with a story for your business. Um, one person said to me the other day, hey, John, I want you to write that we're the best. The best? We're the best. Well, what evidence do we have that you're the best? Well, we're the best. Well, who says this? My boyfriend, my, my girlfriend. Said, All right, well, my parents. I was like, well, we can't go on, you know, those say-sos. Yeah, well, you know, um, we got an award uh, for a donation we made. Okay, um, what are you the best in? Well, we're the best in our industry. Well, I, I hear where you're going. So, so what's it going to cost for you to change that word uh, to um, professional industry to the best industry, best company in the industry? I said, well, I can't. Uh, he's like, well, you're one of these kind of people. I said, what do you want, an extra 500? No. An extra 1,000? No. Uh, 2,000? No. 5,000? No. All right. You twisted my arm. 10,000. No, 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 no. I'm not going to write anything for an amount of money. I, I'm not going to write anything that's not truthful. He's like, oh, so you're one of those crackpots. I said, no, I'm all about integrity. And I won't write something just because somebody else tells me. I've got to do my research. I am a journalist. 
And so that's something that I think has set me apart, Alan, in, in this field. There's a lot of marketing people, I'm sure you know. Yeah. And they can be sold out. I can't. I only want to publish and create things that are true. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I do know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in the marketing field as well. So um, I, I know several, almost every one of them, they, they'll tell half-truths and little, small little white lies here and there, you know, just to, you know, like some even like will act like they did business with me when they haven't to promote a product or whatever. And it's, it's, uh, um, and they get mad when I don't go along with it, <laughs> you know, like, cause, cause I'm like you, there's, there's integrity involved and, and the truth matters. Absolutely. Even when I, when I meet with different podcast people, whether I'm a guest or I'm a host, um, you know, we've had a good dialogue. I sent a request and say, hey, would you give me a referral on LinkedIn? But if we've never talked before, if you don't know me, you don't know my work, you can't ask somebody, well, hey, can you just write this? Well, we never met. Or I get people that want to come on the show, and you've had people like this, and they want to sell everything. They don't want to educate people. So I think what got me into this is that no one else was doing what I was doing out. Nobody was doing it. And so I built a full print production, graphic media, digital design company. Um, as well as this year, we added 3D printing. So my philosophy is if we don't do in-house, we don't do it. We do it all in-house. And so there's a reason for that. We want to manage that quality. And I also want to set your expectations. I want to under-promise and over-deliver. So if you bring me something and you say, hey, can you print this? The first thing I'm going to say to you is, okay, well, did you print this? Did you did you take these pictures? Uh, no. Well, I need a letter from the person that took these pictures because I can't print them. Oh, it's just my friend. I don't care. Like, we're not going to we're not going to print something. Or I had a guy, a lady was supposed to be on my show and they gave me this flyer. And in this flyer, um, it said produced by photograph by. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't use that headshot. Well, why not? Well, can you can just crop out? I said, no, 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 no. We're not going to just crop out. This is not a true photo. We need something that you've taken. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have to cancel. I said, yeah, you're going to have to cancel until you get me an original photo taken by you or someone with a media release. Oh, and they don't get it. Um, I don't know if it's just because I've been on radio, because I'm very picky about content, because I'm all about truth. Even when I bring someone on the show, I haven't signed a release. Uh, when I have people, we do STEM in person. And the, the parents, they have to sign a release if, if we're going to use their kids in something. And I had one person, I think out of, let's say, if I if I ask 100 people to be on the show, because a lot of people ask, two people will say no to my release. And the one guy said to me, well, you know, I don't want you making money on my show someday, so I'm not signing your release. Well, he says, so I, I don't agree with that. So, okay, well, I guess you're not going to be on the show then. Have a good one. Or they don't send me their stuff. And I have a policy that you need to send it to me like within 14 days of the show, not like a day before. Like the stuff we have to do to prepare. And uh, so I think it's about being ethical. It's about being honest. But the question you might ask is, you know, why? My question is, why not? There's so many people out there, not to name them, and you've, you've kind of incited yourself, that people will do stuff for the money. The money is everywhere if you have integrity. And so it might seem great that you can go do something. Um, I've had people taking our shows, our audio, our video, which is licensed, which we produce, and they try to use it as their own. And I get notified because we use a system that, that checks our content. And I was like, you can't do that. And, and they just, oh, it's just a podcast, man. I said, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't just take my content and just repurpose it in your show. And I'm not talking about sharing the show. I'm talking about clipping the show without permission mm -hmm. and taking something and just shoving it into one of their things. You can't do that. That That's not ethical. It's not right. And so for me, it's about finding the truth. Somebody says to me, hey, you know, you can't say that about that phone. I was on the phone the other day. I think it was with uh, one of these companies. And they said they can't help me. I said, well, I said, I understand you can help me. I said, I'm going to let you know what I'm going to do now. I want to be clear to you. 
uh, since you can't get a manager on the phone, I'm going to report you to Better Business Bureau, Consumer Affairs, District Attorney General's Office. Oh, okay. And if that's not enough, because I know those departments don't really scare you, I'm also going to mention in passing on one of my shows that has close to 57,000 downloads. So it'd be a shame if I had to share the story and the name of your company so other people actually don't do business with you. When I said that, she said, can you hold on a minute? Came back and she says, oh, um, okay, I talked to my manager. We can do a one-time refund. <laughs> so it's funny how you have to put people in a certain spot. And if you don't, it's like you got to check them. And it's sad. I don't think marketing was ever like this. Um, today, it's about the fast buck. It's not about integrity. Everybody I talk to, oh, well, you're in that industry? I am. Oh, okay. Well, can you send me off what you're using? Why? Oh, well, we may want to use that. Well, no. <laughs> if I send it to you, that doesn't give you permission to use it. And I think people have this uh, misdemeanor that if it's on the net, it's public domain. It's not. Um, if you use a video, you can use five seconds of anybody's video without their permission. Five seconds. That's it. After that, it's a it's a it's a legal issue. And I think a lot of people don't know. And then a lot of people are just arrogant. Uh, there's some people out there that are very big podcasters, but they're not ethical. They're getting this feed, but it's not ethical. So when I bring someone like, hey, you know, I want to thank you for being here. We have such and such here. And I think there's just a different kind of show when you do that. I also tell people in my release, there is no profanity allowed on my show. And they're like, and I had one guy and he said, you're not really serious. I said, yes, I am. And I said, because we have to do a lot of work to make sure that's all out before it gets on the air. And I don't think people understand. They feel, well, you know, people are just people. I said, yeah. And this is why I run my show my way. I want it to have value. Every single week, I write two articles. I write a tech article and I write a motivational article, which is about business, uh, marketing, advertising. And they're anywhere from 800 to 1,800 words. And I just publish them out. I built a blog from zero users to close to 800 in less than six months. Now, I say that not to brag, but I say that. Because these people are people that have not subscribed and they go away. It keeps growing. They're finding value in my content. And I think that's what our world wants. We all want value. Um, and I think that's important. So many people are like, well, you know, uh, and this is what you can buy. This is why when I get advertisers, I'm very picky about the advertiser because I want to make sure it's something that I believe in. Just because they're going to pay to be on my show doesn't mean that I want them as an advertiser. I want to make sure that they align right with my market and with the people I'm with. So I never understood demographics before. I never understood uh, what it meant to do target research. I didn't know what it meant to do A-B testing on a mailing. I didn't even know what it meant to do graphic and focal point, all these things. And I find every day, Al, I'm learning. You know, I've learned a lot. I'm always learning. And I think that's what makes this fun for me. I don't get paid to work. I get paid to play. And I creatively play as a podcast host and coach, coach every single day. Whether I'm on a show, whether I'm working on a topic. For me, it's just about... How can I transform one person's life that might be watching this or it might be reading this? That's awesome. That's beautiful. And then, so, um, who, like, who are your clients? Like, who, who do you like to work with? Yeah. So, so I typically work with, uh, large companies that bring in like 10 million or more, uh, that they have a story that they want to be shared. Uh, for example, it could be a large bakery. And they don't know their story. Well, they bring me in so I can research their story and I can figure out, well, this is something we should tell the world. Or, you know, they have a story, but it hasn't been told right. Like maybe it came down from like, I'll give you an example. They're not one of our clients, but maybe like the, the cookie companies, you know, like the big ones you see on the bags and stuff like that. Going from the story, some bad examples of this are, and I'm not going to mention the name. There's a syrup company for a long time 
Well, they had a name that starts with A. You guys all probably know who it is. And then they changed it to something else. And there were political and other reasons why they did it. But I feel that when they did that, they lost the brand. So people say to me, John, what the heck is a brand? Well, it's something you – this is what most people say. It's something you pay a lot of money for, and it either gets your business or it doesn't. That's not what a brand is. A brand is something that helps build your reputation. It's something you can hang your hat on. It's what your company's mission and purpose is about. And my purpose every day or my mission is to become a better version of myself and help other people become better versions of themselves, whether that's through audio, whether it's through video, whether it's through words, uh, whether it's through being a guest on a podcast, whether it's through being a host on one of my podcasts, um, you know, or maybe it could just be responding to somebody's blog. I had a guy, you'd appreciate this. I won't mention his name. I was writing something uh, about AI and cows. So the, the story was that uh, farmers are turning to AI and dairies to milk their cows. Why? Because it's more profitable. So I never knew this, but if the, if the cow is not pregnant with a calf, they don't have milk. It's only so many months, and then the, the calf doesn't have milk anymore. So it's a big business for them. So they turn it into data. Well, okay, so that's interesting. And, of course, the, the device cleans the, the hooves and all this type of uh, the, the udders and stuff. And so the cows actually enjoy this process because it actually doesn't hurt them. If a human did it, sometimes they'll glitch, they'll bump. The machine is so accurate that it uses a, a laser camera and just goes up one time and there's no discomfort for the cow at all. And also before the milking starts, they make sure that the bad milk is siphoned off somewhere else and then the good milk goes in and they keep monitoring it and stuff like that. They know when a cow will be pregnant, all those other things. But here's the point. There was a guy who responded to my uh, post just on LinkedIn, out of the blue. Tony's so like, yes, yeah, so uh, we're looking for people, uh, website designers, uh, graphic designers, uh, marketing, social media people, and we're hiring all these departments. Uh, reach out to me. So I'm about you, but I don't think that belongs at the bottom of my article about artificial intelligence. He wasn't even talking about the fact that he uses AI to maybe, I mean, that would have been a stretch. Like, you know, our company uses AI to hire people. Uh, I think it's a stretch, but I might have been able to go with that. So um, I didn't want to say anything to him because I thought that would be too passive aggressive. I decided to use him as an example, but not his name. And so I said, you know, this week we're going to talk about social media etiquette, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And I wrote a whole article on that and I posted it. I see, you know, this, uh, so what I do every week, uh, Al, is I start on Saturday. I roll through the whole week with a new master topic. Uh, this whole week is how, why, and when you should change your career. So every day has like a little, little more granular piece. So I posted that article. And as I was doing the show, I said, you know, I said, I, I want to tell you where I got inspiration from this. I won't mention the gentleman's name. There was a guy on LinkedIn. And, the, and, I, and I literally said this whole thing. After I posted that article, he never commented back on any articles with nonsense again. So I think, and then the, the thing that got me, which is why I did this, because I figured it was just somebody that didn't know, which I could understand. Maybe they just didn't know. I did some research. He was the vice president of a large marketing and advertising and branding company. And I didn't reach out to him and say, shame on you, but I did say on the show, and you want to hear the best thing, ladies and gentlemen, about this whole thing? So it looks like the gentleman hasn't um, you know, responded back anymore. But this gentleman is the vice president of one of the largest advertising marketing advertising firms. I'm not going to give his name. I'm not going to give the firm. But I don't know about you, but I think that's a little unprofessional. Would you comment below this video and let me think, what would you have done in my position? And that's what I do. I make people an example without naming them. <laughs> Right and on. it got him to stop, Al. It got him to stop. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, so with the with the marketing is is the is the is the marketing the um the the orbital media is that is that yeah? Like a main so orbital focus media right is a full print production, graphic media, digital design, video, print, photo company. That's what orbital does. So orbital's first company customer was Jmore. Because we needed somebody to get our word out. In fact, right now we're in the process of, of designing our own custom holiday cards. 
to invite people to a party. So it's nice when you can come up with these ideas and just make them, just print them. For sure. That's that's what I think is cool because, oh, no, we got to go to this place. We got to go to that place. I'm like, I could just literally come up with an idea, gets designed. I walk it over to the mail room, which is right next door in the post office, walk in the back, and they're mailed the next day. There's no middleman, and it's done. So I think a lot of times in this industry, people try to make things harder than what they really are because they want to soak people for more money. I had a lady the other day that came in. She wanted me to make a book for her. So I said, I'll be happy to do the book. She's like, oh, can you do a little better on the price? I said, no. Oh, that's your best? I said, yes. I said, we have to proof it. We have to paginate it. What does that mean? Well, we have to make sure it fits on the right pages. We got to come up with a border. We got to come up with a cover. I said, but I'll tell you what, if we use less time, I'll, I won't charge you the full amount. But I don't think that's going to be, we're probably going to wind up using more time. And she's like, you know, I used to work for a printer. She gave me the name. I said, well, then you should appreciate what we're doing. She's like, yeah. She's like, uh, you seem very personal. Like a lot of the, like our firm was very like a number. I said, we're not a number. Whether we print one page or we print. And I said to her, I'll design your book. I said, in the first time I said, all we're asking you to print is a hundred books which at the time was like $1.50. They're very small booklets. She was doing the uh, uh, a certain uh, religious um, prayer, and she sells certain types of jewelry. And I said, you know, we're not meant to be your, your uh, fast printer that's going to get things done for, you know, like your local superstores. We're here to help you pick the right paper, to pick the right style, to get it done in a way that is professional. We're not your local, you know, three-letter store that does shipping. And it happens to do printing at the same time. But I get a lot of people that go there. I'm like, well, if you're going to compare my price to that, then, you know, I think you're in the wrong spot. You have to look at the fact that we're a full service, you know, agency printer. And everybody says, well, I can just do it myself. Well, then do it yourself. And I think it's all about value, Al. That's what I've come to. And so in being in the industry, I'm like, well, this is what we charge. Oh, I said, I said, if, if it's out of your budget, I said, maybe you want to go look on one of the highway superstores. They might be able to help you, but they won't do design for you. Well, what if I just get them, you design it and then they'll print it. I said, well, I said, we could do that, but we're going to charge you more because see a proof you're getting from me is not your proof. What do you mean? Well, it's not your proof. You don't own it. You're paying us the time to create it. You want the proof? It's double. And then you could take it and print it anywhere you want. Oh, I said, because you could take that and print anything you wanted. That wouldn't be fair to me and my team. Oh, I see. Like, they don't get it. Would you go Would you go to uh, your landscape and say, hey, you know, um, uh, I, I really, your price for trees is a lot. I'm going to go buy my own plants and could you put them in? They're probably not going to want to work with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, people don't understand like the the difference between you know actually putting in expertise and time, like you said, design and everything else that goes into that, as opposed to just handing them a, a, a PNG to print off at the three letter store. You know, yeah, they, they 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 don't get that. And and if I'm giving a PNG or I'm giving a high res PDF, <laughs> I give them a low res PDF with the word proof in it. And she's like, we need you to remove the word proof. So I did. She's like, it's still low res. I said, right. This is not for you to print. I think I sent it to her like 150. And that's not going to print very well. But it looks fine on the screen. So people, you know, I I said, you know, are you begrudging me of making a profit? I said, what do you do for a living? And she said, well, I used to work for a printer. I said, well, what do you do now? She says, well, I'm I'm in in home health aid. I said, health aid. I said, oh, okay. I said, so let me ask you all the people you spend time with. Do you just spend time with them for free? She's like, no. I said, okay. So we're in a business to make money. You're in a business to help people, but you charge to help people with their home health aid, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's the same thing. Does somebody come to you and say, well, gee, can you give me a better price to take care of my father or my mother today? No. Well, that's kind of what you're doing to me. Yeah, for sure. So I think when you're in the industry and you start to realize, as you can equate to, there are challenges that happen. Right. And you got to be ready to deal with these challenges when they pop up. Uh, You have to make sure you understand what time is to print. You have to understand what goes wrong when something happens. So you have to, you know, you don't want to put yourself into a pinch. 
So you have to make sure you get the right kind of materials in that if they're going to be designed or you're doing, I've had people that say, hey, like we had a customer of ours uh, that wanted us to print this book for them. Okay. And we didn't design it. Now the whole book is black and white except for the cover. Okay. And the inside. Okay. Now we did not design this. She gave it to us and first it was all wrong. And I said, well, you're going to have to fix the pages so they line up properly because otherwise I'm going to have to charge you uh, a pagination fee to redo the pages. Oh, she's like, that doesn't take long. I said, well, then send, it, send me a correct file. So the other thing that happened is this year these people contact me again. And it was a lot of work last time. And we gave them a very good price because it was a charity. And she wanted them right away. She's like, oh, by the way, I need these December 4th. And she contacted me like just a day or two ago. And I'm like, I said, you know, I said, right now, I said, I'm, I'm going to pass because we didn't get any business. So I'm willing to give people a value. But if we don't get business from something, uh, I think it's time that you don't do that again. But we're not in business to work for free. We want people to see our value, to test us out, see what it's like. I even say, hey, I'll print you a free page or something. I'll even print one copy of your book if you want so you can see the quality of it. But what's happened is a lot of times when you do that, they try to take the book. I don't let them take the book. I print it and I keep it. Because you know what they want to do? They want to take the book and they want to show everybody else. I'm not here to educate everyone else. And it's not being nasty. But I think in the marketing and advertising industry, you know, when you say you do this, well, you know, we do this, we do that. I think a lot of people don't understand that they don't know marketing or advertising. And you tell them that and they get all insulted. I always said I'm always learning. And I feel, you know, just things like with lists and mailing lists. And now we're using AI for different types of touch points. I think a lot of people just think, oh, gee, you know, I can make millions of dollars being a marketing person because, you know, it's only. But they can't. And the reason they can't is because they don't know enough about the business and even want to spend the time to learn how to be better in their business. Mm -hmm. They're looking at it as a side job and they just feel that, you know, they're going to just, you know, pull it off in the side. And I think that's the problem with a lot of marketing companies, advertising companies, they don't print. So I decided what we have to get right first is we got to print. We got to become a mom pop print shop before we can put marketing and advertising. Digital is just one piece. People are still printing things. Why do we do the chamber? I'm very good at marketing events. So when we have an idea for something, bam, 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 uh, digital thing, get, collateral gets done, digital posts get done, uh, 12 by 18 poster gets done, eight and a half by 11 fire gets done, cards get sent out. That's a, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, for and sure. Most people, they want to go use some program online. They print it on some home printer. The margins are terrible, and the resolution looks like, you know, the printer hasn't been changed in ages. I tell people, we color match every job, and they're like, what do you mean color match? Well, we color match to make sure that if I print this for you now or I print it for you from a year from now, it's going to come out the exact same way it was originally designed to print. And so just understanding printing, understanding how it goes in the industry, how understanding flow Understanding the difference between a digital world and a paper world and how they can kind of come together. And then understanding that what marketing solves is an education issue. If your marketing is not solving education, well, you're in the wrong industry. Marketing is not about selling. It's about educating. There's an interesting story uh, that I'm featuring later this week about a, it was actually Pepsi and this company in London. Well, we're going somewhere with XR in uh, extended reality. Well, imagine sitting at a bus terminal, okay, with, with glass, thing, and you're sitting there. Now, there were some people there a few days ago putting cameras in. It just looks like a regular window. All of a sudden, and there's some speakers in there, and all of a sudden, you're just sitting there, you're looking outside, and all of a sudden, you see, like, the sidewalk just explode, or you see this bomb coming towards you, and you know. Or another time you see this great big robot, a great big dinosaur, and the people are like, you know, and, and they're getting, and it's making the sounds or, you know, the, a, a big Godzilla comes out and then they, 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 they like get away. And then, and then they're like, they're throwing, they're like, where'd it go? Like it just disappeared. 
So they're using a new type of technology called extended reality. We're going to see more of it. And it uses cameras to use a technology called virtual reality. Uh, so virtual reality is we take what's there and we superimpose things like creatures, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, but it takes um, the world. And I think that's very interesting. But my question is when I, I, I do reels as well, I said, is our world ready for this? Is this going to be too intrusive? Could this be an issue that might cause people psychological issues? Could it cause medical issues? Could the firm putting this out get sued because it caused somebody to have a stroke? I mean, they're crazy things, but I think we might be going too far. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah. it's all about staying ahead of the cutting edge, knowing what's going to happen, knowing what trending is, and then trying to be ahead of that trend in a way that gets people to appreciate it, but is not uh, ostentatious, is not what I call clickbaity. So many people put videos out there and they put things have nothing to do with the video, nothing. Yeah. And you click on them one or two times and then you don't click on them anymore. So I'm very conscious that when we create something, the right keywords go with what we're writing. Sometimes I try to write something about what's trending, but the trending words become part of what I'm designing. It's not like the other way around. You can't just throw a trending word if that trending word has nothing to do with you know what you're talking about. And I feel a lot of people in our world are getting frustrated with digital marketing. So they're, you know, they're going to a lot of these uh, sure. chop shops online. Oh, I can do a design for you for $2 or five. No, 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 no. And then what happens is they don't really design it. They steal it. And your design might show up in a hundred other people's designs. So I think that's a, that's a big problem. Uh, also a big problem with AI. I'm not a big fan of AI to have it create graphics. The yeah. reason is if it's learning from my data, then you kind of stole my graphic team's design uh, intelligence. So I, I don't think AI should be used as a tool for creating your own uh, graphics. Uh, using it for research, like what to write a paper on, or maybe an opening sentence or a theme is fine, but don't use it to write your whole paper because that will be seen somewhere else on the web and you'll get caught for plagiarism. So I think yeah. that's a very big thing. Uh, and also when you're writing articles now, uh, something we've been doing for a while, you can't write a long article. You have to write them in pieces. So for example, you have headings and you have subheadings. Then you have little pieces in them because Google is stupid. Google doesn't know how to read an article that's intelligently written. It needs little ticklers to tell it, like, what's coming next, what's coming next, what's coming next. And I feel a lot of people out there, you know, they believe that marketing should be this in-your-face stuff. And I'm here to tell you that, no, it shouldn't. Marketing does not come into the equation until you realize you have a problem. If you have a problem right now or a challenge, that's when marketing is key. I don't want to come into your face and tell you you have a problem because if I do, you're going to resent me for the rest of your life. If you discovered, I don't know, you can't walk for some reason and you need inserts. Well, you figured that you, that, that you can't walk. Now that you figure that out, you're looking for solutions to how to walk better. Well, here's a, a mold. Here's a this. That's great. But if I suddenly say, hey, walk better, like I walk fine. You've got to own the fact that you've got a problem, that you've got a challenge, and then you're open to it. For sure. For sure. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing all your insights on, on marketing. Those, those are super valuable. For sure. And... um that's uh, really important and shows the difference between the, the, the chop shops and, 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 and what you actually offer, which is quality, you know, everything. Um, how, how can people get uh, keep Re in touch really with easy? You? So as, as I said before, I'm John C. Morley. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I'm also your podcast host and coach. 
and helping businesses share their stories so that they can scale and be more profitable because I think that's what everyone wants. And like I said before, I typically work with companies uh, that bring in 10 million or more. If you go to that uh, link there, the QR code, uh, or just go to believemechief.com, you will see that uh, here is my link tree. There's also lots of great free resources, things that you can really choose to reprogram your life and learn a lot about marketing, uh, advertising, motivation. And there's a new link I put up here called Tools for Podcast Hosts and Guests. If you choose to click on that, those are tools that I personally use in my business uh, that I recommend for podcast hosts and for podcast guests because there's a lot of tools out there. But what I've done is I've taken the time to figure out which are the tools that are worth something? I get a lot of us say, hey, John, I'd like to be on that wall. I'm like, well, what do you do? Oh, well, we're great. And we'll give you X percent off. I'm like, I don't care what you're going to give me off. Like, I want to know what it does and how it works. Can I get a trial? Oh, we don't do trials. Okay, then I guess we're not interested. So I think that's the big thing. Like even something as simple as that scroll that you saw there, that's one of our, our tools that we use. So, and a lot of people have these tools, but they're by reputable companies that, understand one of them on there is StreamYard, for example. And we're using StreamYard right today. Great product. I started using StreamYard when it was just started by a few kids. And now it's owned by a large corporation. And, um, you know, there's a lot that they've taken our feedback on. Like now you can click a link to join. People can share their media in there. You can create um, different reels from, you know, the longer versions. And there's a lot of stuff out there, but I feel most people get stuck because they see these offers, whether it's for Cyber Monday, Black Friday. They're not the tools that we as professionals use. And when you see something out there and it says, gee, get it free, don't. Because there's a good shot that it's probably going to be robbing PI, personal information about you, and sharing it off to potentially a third-party network. And there might be bad actors in that network that could compromise your data and cause that free little thing that you did where they say, oh, just pay for shipping. We only want to pay for shipping. $250 item, but just pay for shipping. It's 18 bucks. Suddenly, your identity gets compromised, and that's no fun. Well, I got to tell you, Al, it was a privilege and a pleasure to be with you, and I hope that my insights were able to enlighten some people. But if people have more questions, they can reach out to orbitalmediahub.com. They can even call me at 973-291-6271. My extension is 108. That's 973-291-6271, extension 108. Anyone that watches or listens to this cast and either calls me or visits or talks to my team and say you'd like to and that you've heard me or saw me on the cast, I'm willing to give you a 30-minute consultation uh, either for your personal improvement uh, or your business improvement. That could be in a variety of areas, understanding some market that you have, uh, reviewing a flyer or some literature, which I think you might find very viable, um, which I'm offering uh, basically any time um, this year. And I'm offering it 30 days after the episode airs. So definitely reach out to me. I think that's a very viable uh, gift for you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. And we'll be sure to include all the links and everything in the show notes, you know, for the episode. So again, this is Al Morenton with Podcast Marketing Secrets. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Bye, everyone.